0: Okay, so today I'm going to talk about the Jacob Monod Lac operon, um, and this sounds a lot more complicated than it actually is. But um, it's a little content heavy, um, but we'll get through it. So let's begin. Um, I want to remind you of um, what differentiates various cell types. Okay, and and this is kind of going off the idea that all cells in our body, the fact that all cells in our body contain the same DNA. In other words, an eye cell contains the same DNA as a muscle cell. But you know that you know if that seems inefficient, uh, you know the the eye cell, all the DNA is turned off except for what it needs. Okay, and when I say turned off, I mean deactivated. You're familiar with that from the protein modifications episode. That that's you know, uh, the the DNA that codes for eye-related proteins or proteins that assist with sight. Those are the only ones that are coded for, and those are the only ones that are activated or turned on. Everything else is turned off, and this is how our body is, you know, very efficient while still you know having this amazing fail-safe that in every single one of our cells has the potential to be any cell. Okay. Uh, and so that's kind of the idea. Um, and so I'll, I'll kind of rephrase what I just said to the differentiating factor between various cell types is that, you know, which genes are expressed, okay? Um, so this uh, brings us to the question now, how is gene expression regulated? In other words, how does the body express um, only certain genes? How, you know, what I, what I just said, how does the body do that? How does the body turn on or activate specific um, uh, sections of the gene, ensure that only these sections are coded for uh, and so, there are three possibilities. The module discusses that regulation can occur at the protein level, the translation level or the transcription level. If you notice that 's going in that's going that's just the uh reverse of protein synthesis right protein translation, transcription, that's it in, you know, it's a reverse form. Um, and I'm not going to waste your time with explaining all of them. I'll run through them very, very quickly. Basically, the correct one is transcription level. Regulation occurs, um, gene expression regulation occurs at the most upstream level, uh, which is the transcription level. And if you think about that, because it's the most efficient, okay? If you um, if you regulate at the protein level, you'd make a lot of proteins and then select only five to use out of like the million that you made. That's a waste of proteins. If you do regulation at the translation level, you'd make a lot of RNA, but, you know, select only five RNA molecules and trash the rest, right? Uh, so that's also inefficient. And it's for that reason, that transcription is the most efficient form of regulation. Um, so now we're going to talk about the actual lac operon mechanism. And this is really important because it's actually the first um, mechanism of gene regulation that we saw in history. So this is kind of a really big deal. Um, lac indicates lactose and operon, Um is uh, a term used to describe the, um, the sequential nature of the genes on this operon, uh, that they are, they're set immediately after each other linearly. Um, and let me just, you know, I know it sounds complicated, but really this is just a strand, a strand, um, uh, of E. coli's DNA or prokaryotic DNA. I'm sorry. The lac operon is a mechanism that occurs with prokaryotic DNA and what the Jacob Minot lac operon itself is actually just a specific form of, um, of protein synthesis. Okay. Uh, Or really transcription. Uh you know you're familiar with protein synthesis the overall now we're looking at a specific example of protein synthesis. This is an example of transcription um in a in in a strand of E. coli's DNA, okay? So um there are a lot of pictures associated with this, but, you know, you can imagine it's not too difficult. Um, we're looking at a strand of E. coli's DNA. Remember, this is prokaryotic DNA, um, so it has the uh, start and stop codon. And remember, the start codon corresponds to AUG, but this is a prokaryote, so it's not methionine, but FMET, formal methionine, just a relation to a previous module. Um, so we're looking at a strand of DNA, and the, for most notably after the start and stop codons is you know between them the, the strand that's actually coding the coding strand that we're looking at has three genes, okay, or LACs, we call them LACs or genes, lac Z, Y, and A, okay, lac Z, lac Y, and lac A are all three genes okay? And, um, and each of these three genes, Z, Y, and A, code for a, a separate enzyme that metabolizes lactose. So, you know, if you're kind of zoning out, now is the time to zone back in because this is really the meat of the module. I just told you the function of the lac, the lac operon, okay? This this lac operon is, uh, is um, concerned with metabolizing glucose, or uh, lactose, I'm sorry, metabolizing lactose that is the function of this mechanism is to metabolize lactose break down lactose or to really just interact with lactose Uh, and let me explain what i mean by that um each of the genes i just told you do something different okay z code z is a gene that codes for one type of protein y codes for a second type of protein a codes for a third type of protein okay let me give you specific examples so um, LAC-Z codes for beta-galactosidase. And you can tell that this is not only just a protein, this is an enzyme, right? Because that ace at the end. And beta-galactosidase uh, breaks lactose into glucose and galactose, okay? So it, it literally allows us to metabolize lactose, to break it down into its base components of g- glucose and galactose. Um, so this is what LAC-Z does, okay? That's, that's what that gene does, is it forms the enzyme to help us do this. Your body needs to break down lactose. We create this enzyme which which rips it apart beta galactosidase is capable of ripping it apart number two is lack y and this one uh codes for and it, you literally think of it as the blueprint okay lac z is the blueprint for beta galactosidase our lactose breaker lac y is the blueprint for an enzyme known as lactose permease and this uh, uh allows or shuttles lactose into the cell okay you can kind of tell from the name lactose permease think permeable um so lactase lactose permease uh shuttles lactose into the cells okay the third one, LAC-A, and its coded gene, you know, LAC-A is the blueprint for a gene that Khan Academy doesn't make mention of because it's really not important. We're not going to talk about that. It's not important for the MCAT, so forget about it. Just know Z, Y, and A and know that Z is the blueprint for beta-galactosidase and Y is the blueprint for lactose permease. Um, so now transitioning, and so what's, what's important here is, you know, when these genes are transcribed, either all of them are transcribed or none of them are transcribed. And that's really important. We're going to get to that in part two of this, um, this uh, Jacobinode analysis. Um, but, uh, you know, let me transition away from that to um, uh, another idea of glucose, E. coli's use of glucose, okay? So E. coli uses glucose as a default energy source, uh, and the lac operon is used to break down glucose. I just told you that, right? What, which which uh, lac is used to do that? Lac-Z, right? Because that forms beta-galactosidase, which forms glucose and galactose from lactose, right? So the lac is used to break down glucose when E. coli is glucose deficient. In other words, the body says, hey, we need a lot of glucose. The, the E. coli says, I'm sorry. The bacteria says, you know, hey, we need a lot of glucose. Let's, we have a lot of lactose. Let's break it down to make glucose. Um, also, if the cell is inundated with lactose. So if the cell, the, you know, the prokaryotic E. coli cell is flooded with lactose and it says, oh my God, this is getting, this is crowding up. You know what? Let's break it down into glucose and galactose, then it would do that. Um. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about the structure and actually I'll, I'll be done, you know, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> so the structure of this DNA strand, I've already told you, we have the coding strand. So Z, Y, and A, they're three separate genes or LAX. And on either side, there's a start and stop sequence. You're familiar with that. You already know that. There are two other sites that I want to talk about and some new terminology, maybe, I'm not sure. Um, there are two sites directly upstream of the start sequence, okay? And that is the promoter region first, then the operator site. Okay. Promoter site, operator site, whatever you want to call it. Uh, So again, you know, you have in order, you have the promoter site, the operator site, the start codon, the Z-LAC, the Y-LAC, the A-LAC, and finally the stop codon. There's some stuff about the Cheyenne DelGarno sequence. You're familiar with SD sequences because this is a prokaryote, but it doesn't make mention of it. And it's not too important for talking about the function of this mechanism. Um, Okay. So, um, so the promoter and operator sites are binding sites okay? And let's begin with the promoter one. The promoter site is the binding site for RNA polymerase, okay? And if you remember, I've said this multiple times, you really should, you know, you do want to remember this, that polymerase is the main agent in synthesizing the new strand. It doesn't matter if it's DNA replication or, you know, even this, the jacobin monod lac operon mechanism, it doesn't matter, or uh, exon endonuclease activities. That's what I was trying to remember. Um, Polymerase is the one that physically gathers the nucleotides together and synthesizes the new strand, okay? So uh, in this case, it's not it, it's not DNA polymerase, it's RNA polymerase and it binds to the promoter site, okay? And it actually sits there on standby. And you might say, "Why does it do that? Why doesn't it just start?" And I'm going to get to that right now. It's because of the operator site. The operator site is the binding site for a different protein, okay? The promoter site binds uh, RNA polymerase an enzyme. The operator site binds what is known as a repressor protein. And this is really important okay this it's not too difficult to understand um, but definitely pay attention to this part so um the repressor carries a protein or sorry the uh, operator site carries a repressor protein it sits at the operator site and the repressor is actually what's going to regulate this entire process and I'll explain why right now so the repressor at the operator site literally blocks polymerase okay I want you to imagine this is why I wanted this is why I wanted you to know the structure I told you you have the promoter site, then you have the operator site, then you have this, you know, this, the the strand itself, the stop, the strand, it's Z, Y, and A, and then the, the, or I'm sorry, the start codon, the Z, Y, A genes, and then the stop codon. And so the reason I told you that is because I want you to imagine that the promoter, you know, where RNA polymerase is, RNA polymerase is trying to get to the Z, Y, and A genes, but it can't do it because the repressor blocks it, okay? Um, and so it intentionally blocks RNA polymerase at the promoter site to stop expression of lax ZYNA until it is needed. Okay, so that I hope that's clear, because that kind of gives you insight into the function of this, you know, the repressor isn't just like a, a hindrance, it's kind of like a it, it controls this process, right? RNA polymerase wants to synthesize new strands uh, through transcription, but repressor stops it until the body needs it. So if the body doesn't need glucose, if it doesn't need to break down lactose, if it's not flooded, then the repressor binds and says, hey, you know, we don't need to do anything. And what's key about or what's not key, but important about this process is that it conserves energy. And that kind of makes sense, right? Right, because the RNA polymerase is being stopped, right? The entire mechanism really is on standby um, because of this repressor protein. Again, I told you that's really a very important element of this mechanism is the repressor protein. Um, so now this invites two questions. What happens when there is a lactose abundance or saturation? And what happens when there is a lactose deficiency? Okay, let's begin with abundance. So when there is an abundance of lactose, lactose binds to the repressor. Okay, let me say that again. I know this is getting kind of complicated because I've said the word bind like a million times, okay? But I just want you to imagine the sequence. You have the promoter site with RNA polymerase added. Then you have the operator site with the repressor added. Then you have the start codon. You have Z, Y, and A. Then you have the stop codon, okay? I want you to think of the repressor protein. And and don't, you know, like this is not some helpful way for you to remember. This is literally what's going on. The repressor protein, think of it like a receptor, Okay. You remember our work with ligands and receptors, how the receptor has a space for the ligand to bind and once the ligand or signaling molecule binds, then conformation changes happen. I know I've talked about this a long time ago. Well, that's actually exactly what's happening. That's exactly what this is. The repressor protein is actually a receptor. It is a receptor and what fits into its 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 its, its um binding site lactose. Lactose is the ligand, if you will, the signaling molecule in this situation. We're going to talk a little bit later that we actually don't use the term ligand for this. We use the term inducer, but I'm going to talk about that in part two, um, because that's more about the terminology. Um, but, but, But that is exactly what's going on. I want you to draw a connection because you already know how that works. You know how, like I told you about, you know, the insulin... Uh, an insulin receptor, how insulin binds to the receptor and that causes a, bo- a physiological response. This is, is this is exactly the same situation. Um, lactose is the signaling molecule and it binds to the repressor. This causes a conformation change and the repressor detaches. And this, and you know the rest now, right? RNA polymerase is allowed to transcribe the rest of the Z, Y, and A genes. Uh, this causes the synthesis of beta-galactosidase and lactose permease and whatever other enzymes that the A- um, uh, gene or A-lack, uh codes for. Um, so this is when there is a lactose abundance, and that's, that's kind of how you can easily remember that lactose is the binding molecule, because when there's an abundance, the lactose binds, and that tells the organism, the E. coli that we're doing all this in, it tells the E. coli there's a lot of lactose when lactose binds, okay? Now, in the case of um, low concentration of lactose, do you think lactose is going to bind to the repressor? No, because the, the body needs lactose and it's deficient in lactose. Think of, think of like lactose as like an innocent, you know, 18-year-old boy, you know, being drafted to war, right? When you have a low concentration of lactose, the body says, hey, we need every single lactose molecule we can get our hands on. And so what it does is the lactose detaches from the repressor and it, it goes to the body, serve the body's needs. Right. Um and so when the lactose detaches, the repressor goes back to its original conformation where it was attached to the lac operon, and that's exactly what it does. The the conformation changes again, um and it reattaches to the um operator site effectively halting transcription of the three lac sites z y and a so you know and you know again going back to why i said the operator site is so important and the repressor protein is so important because that is what's actually doing the regulation right the regulation of this entire process rests on the operator or sorry the uh, repressor protein at the operator site Um, and so what we see is the regulation of gene expression happens due to this repressor protein at the transcription level Okay, because the repressor protein halts transcription the very first step of protein synthesis.